Hello, I'm Kel, founder of How I Cured My Rusting Bitch Face and host of Dear Dumb Bitch. Life gives us all kinds of lessons, and I spent most of my life avoiding and ignoring them until I realized the dream life I thought I was living was actually a nightmare. So I returned my Porsche, left sunny South Florida, and moved across the country to restart my life in the rainy city of Seattle. I decided it was time to start paying attention to my life and actually use these lessons as opportunities for personal growth so I could stop having to face my reality and could start creating my reality. I'm oversharing the lessons I've learned from my past and my everyday life experiences with you here on my podcast, Dear Dumb Bitch, because we all have an inner dumb bitch that could use some perspective shifts and inspiration. Well, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Dear Dumb Bitch. I am so grateful that you're here and sharing your time with me, and I promise to try my best to make it worth your while. So let's get right to it. Let's talk self-care. So self-care was a foreign concept for me for the longest time, like basically my whole life. When I moved to Washington and began my self-discovery and self-love journey, I learned that you're supposed to have a relationship with yourself. Whoa, fucking newsflash to me. Yet again, I somehow missed that life memo. So I'll expand on this relationship with yourself concept in future episodes, but for the sake of this episode, just know that the relationship with yourself is not only important, it's actually the most important relationship there is in your whole life. I also learned it's important to take care of yourself and prioritize your needs. And one of the ways is to do that through self-care, right? Like we know this, (laughs) maybe, maybe we know this. I basically learned about self-care like last week. (laughs) I'm not serious, mostly. But it it was a more recent realization and it was a very foreign concept for me at first, like fucking French. What do you mean, take care of yourself? Sounds selfish. Like, are you sure? I don't take care of myself. I take care of other people. How would I even know what to do? Wait, you're telling me I have personal needs? That's absurd. And that's also a conversation for another episode titled, I don't know, maybe something like dumb bitches have needs too. But anyway, apparently self-care is literally caring for yourself. Self-care is anything you do to take care of your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. This concept of self-care is important for so many reasons like the improved ability to manage stress and handle life and feel good. And I can talk about self-care specifics in another episode if you care to learn more about the details of self-care, like how to create a self-care routine and why it's important and shit like that if you're interested. If not, I'll probably still do it anyway because it's an important topic that we should be discussing. So I consider things like working out and yoga as self-care because they're things I enjoy and they're activities where I'm taking care of myself, right? 
mostly right, but also very wrong for someone who may have compulsive exercising tendencies. Hi, that's me. My name is Kel, and I may or may not be addicted to exercising. So my ideal day includes my morning cardio, a gym workout, and a yoga class. It's my mind, body, and soul trilogy. So my morning cardio is like my mental workout. Going to the gym is like my physical body workout. And my yoga class is like my soul workout. And I love it. This routine supports me until it doesn't because while it sounds great in theory, it isn't always realistic because let's be honest, that's a lot of fucking working out. It takes a lot of time and energy, and some days my body just can't keep up with my mental determination and stamina as much as it breaks my heart to admit that. I don't really take days off either, which means this routine can be especially exhausting on some days. It also means I tend to prioritize my workouts over other life responsibilities and oftentimes will even prioritize my workouts over other activities that would bring me joy because I get stuck in my routines. But that's another episode. So the other day, I was rushing home from the gym to make it to my yoga class. My yoga studio shut down during the pandemic, but has online yoga classes that I've been taking, which has been super convenient because I take a yoga class most days. So it's been really nice being able to take a yoga class whenever and wherever with the convenience of the online classes. So I finished my gym workout and made it home just in time for my yoga class. And I'm about four and a half minutes into this yoga class And I realize how tired and exhausted my body is, like painfully tired. So then the inner debate starts and inner debates have no business being in a yoga class. Like that's the opposite of the yoga experience I want to have, but that's where we were going that day. Now, I don't know about you, but my inner conflict can be quite dramatic. And on that day, the dialogue went something like, do I leave the yoga class? And by leave, I mean click exit on the computer screen. Like there's no easier way to gracefully exit a yoga class than during an online Zoom yoga class. Like you just X out and you're already home. So do I tap out? That feels like quitting and I don't like quitting anything. I'll probably destroy my entire spiritual well-being if I miss this yoga class. I'll probably get fat from quitting this yoga class and missing a workout. And have you ever noticed that your inner struggles tend to include a lot of lies and bullshit or is that just me? So either way, I decided to struggle through this yoga class, which struggle and yoga don't belong together, but it's a lesson I'm still learning. So I struggled through this yoga class with tears in my eyes from sheer exhaustion and frustration because it was so fucking hard, but I was mentally unable to accept rest. I'd like to say that this was a one-time situation and hasn't happened before, but I'd be lying if I said that. It happens not infrequently, like maybe at least once a week. 
and then it hit me. My self-care turned fucking toxic. Oh boy, the chick who preaches self-care and even made a fucking 12 days of self-care Christmas challenge has a toxic self-care routine. The combination of the word self-care and challenge should have been a red flag, but apparently I'm still colorblind sometimes. Okay, let's break this down. Dear dumb bitch, how you treat yourself sets the standard for how others treat you. Self-care is about honoring and respecting your needs. Self-care is supposed to make you feel good. Life gives you what you think you deserve. Okay, let's overanalyze this. So we mostly know what self-care is, right? So let's discuss the other elephants in the room. Toxicity. What does it mean for something to be toxic? Now, I was in an abusive relationship for years. I thought I had a PhD in understanding toxicity, but apparently I never finished my thesis. But now is always the perfect time for anything, so I got to overthinking. What makes something toxic? I came to a few consensus, and I actually cover this topic in great detail in my course, How I Cured My Resting Bitch Face and How You Can Too, which is why I was so fucking blindsided by the realization that my self-care turned toxic because I know better, right? Wrong, dumb bitch. (laughs) You know what you know and you do the best you can until you know better and then you do better. We all have blind spots, which is why self-awareness is so fucking important because it allows us to identify these blind spots, which are really just areas for growth. And even when we think we learn a lesson, we usually need to relearn it a million times so we can actually apply it to new circumstances and new life experiences, like self-care. So I created a new definition of toxicity for myself, and now I just need to remember to use this framework because that's the hardest part about personal development and personal growth and evolution as a dumb bitch, in all honesty. It's remembering not to forget what you now know, but We can talk about strategies for that in future episodes. Okay, so what is my new definition of toxicity that I can apply to any context and not just an abusive relationship? I view toxicity as anything that pulls me from my true self and my ideal life. Toxicity is anything that doesn't support me or make me feel good. Toxicity is anything that blocks my energy and creates resistance in my life. Toxicity is anything that keeps me in fear and doubt. So how do you know if something is toxic? By how it makes you feel. It's that simple and that complex. Now, if you're in touch and aware of your feelings and emotions, then toxicity will be more obvious. 
If you're still learning how to understand and use your emotions as a guidance system, then it may be a little less obvious, a little less black and white. I'm still in that second boat, to be honest, which is challenging for me personally because I like black and white. I like extremes. They make sense to me. Extremes are my comfort zone, but that's a topic for another episode. Really, the whole let's navigate the middle makes me cringe and die a little on the inside, and I'm only being slightly dramatic. Okay, back to toxicity. It's a long story, but let's make it short so we can actually start identifying where toxicity could possibly be showing up in our lives. If it makes you feel like shit, then there's a good chance it's toxic. But don't take this out of context. You have to consider the bigger picture. Like if waking up early or your job makes you feel like shit, then you need to consider other variables like Do you hate waking up early because you stay up late and you're tired? Or does your job make you feel like shit because you haven't found what you really want to do when you grow up yet? Or maybe you're just burnt out. Like, you have to consider the bigger picture. But your feelings are always a sign. How it makes you feel is a sign to pay the fuck attention. Like a light on your dashboard. It's a warning sign. Pay attention. Notice it. Maybe we need to adjust something. It's like the forecast. Cloudy with a chance of toxicity. We gotta start using how something or someone makes us feel as an indication to think a little more about a situation. And by we, I mean mostly me, but maybe you. Now this framework applies to your own thoughts and beliefs as well, because those can be the most toxic of all, but we'll discuss that in a future episode titled, I realized I was in a toxic relationship with myself. So let's apply this framework to one of my current self-care routines. Three workouts a day, every day, with no exceptions, also known as compulsive exercising disguised as self-care. So does working out three times per day, no matter what, pull me away from my true self and ideal life? Um, yeah. Okay, red flag number one. Does working out three times per day, even when I'm mentally and physically exhausted, actually support me and make me feel good? Not so much. Okay, red flag number two. Does working out three times per day, even when I have other priorities, block my energy and create resistance in my life? Fuck, yeah. Okay, red flag number three. Does working out three times per day because I feel like I have to keep me in fear and doubt? Oh, a resounding yes yet again. And side note, if you feel like you have to do something, then there's a good chance it might be toxic. Again, keep this in context. But red flag number four. So how does working out three times per day, even when I have no energy whatsoever, make me feel? It makes me feel like shit. Okay, red flag number five. So if we do the math, we have five red flags. I would say one red flag is enough to warrant major concern. So we have a situation here. 
I'd say this definitely passes the toxicity test, which is actually a test you don't want an A in. <laughs> Apparently my honor roll tendencies still exist. I am still in moderate denial about my compulsive exercising tendencies, mostly because I truly enjoy working out and being active. Like it's one of my favorite things to do and working out isn't toxic. My all or nothing and extreme thinking is. But again, that's another topic for another episode and awareness is always the first step. So let's pause for now. You have to recognize the toxicity in your life so you can make the changes. And by make the changes, I mean detox because life feels way better when you take away the toxicity. I'll break down what I plan on doing with all these red flags in my self-care routine in the next episode, which will be like a part two, I suppose. But in the meantime, here are some journal prompts and thinking points you can use to reflect on where toxicity might be hiding in your life. Dear dumb bitch, what does toxicity mean to you? How is toxicity showing up in your life? What makes something toxic? How do you know when to push yourself and when to fucking chill? (laughs) That last one was for me. Let me know if you have the answer. As always, thank you for listening. If you made it to the end of this episode, then you really care about making positive changes in your life, or maybe you just enjoy hearing me ramble. Either way, I appreciate you and I want to thank you in advance for liking, subscribing, sharing, and all the things. If you want some additional journal prompts, then click the link in my show notes so I can share them with you. My Instagram info is also in the show notes and I would love to connect, so let's get virtual. That's it for now, and until next time, I love you bitches so much. Now go love yourself and have the most beautiful day.